Welcome back to another episode of Working Class Fishing. I'm one of your hosts, John Morris. Somewhere on this screen is Brian Keachley, and this episode is brought to you by Trout Lander Nets, American made in South Carolina for your custom needs. Our guest this evening is Amanda Hoffner. Lady Tinkara Bum is her handle on Instagram. And Amanda, thank you so much for taking time You're out of your evening to come talk to us. Yeah, of course. How are you doing today? A busy Sunday. Good. I had a great Sunday. Just drove back to Massachusetts from Pennsylvania. So, Ooh. Did you do any fishing? Yeah. I tried to fish. It was snowing and hailing. So. <laughs> <laughs> not my that favorite. happened to me today. So. Yeah, not my favorite to fish in. So I packed it in and just drove home. My four-hour trip. That's quite the haul. Yeah. Yeah. So did, were you guys starting to get some spring conditions and then all of a sudden like the, the, oh. the switch got thrown? Yeah. I mean, I went down there for a birthday party and it was fine. There was hail like I think that night actually, but then it, it got really dark today and was gross. So uh. <laughs> no fishing. I was going to meet up with one of the native fish coalition guys, Phil, who lives in like central Pennsylvania in the lower tier but he he was like no it's gross outside so <laughs> nope no fishing so, so the uh the native fish coalition what what are they doing i mean i think they're a national program but they're mostly on the east coast i belong to the pennsylvania chapter i haven't really done much but donate money but they basically are protecting native fish in each state i know the newest chapter is in south carolina which is actually where i'm moving in august oh. so yeah, the northern I, I, part of south carolina yeah i followed them uh because you sent them to me on instagram i had no idea what they were doing i was like yeah this sounds cool though yeah the one they're <laughs> all about the red eye bass down there so i guess yeah. there's eight different eight different uh are they subspecies of red eye red eye bass and they're they're doing stuff to protect them so i'm excited to be a part of their group eventually yeah, that'd, soon that'd be super cool but amanda how did you get into fishing? Fishing? <laughs> yeah. I've been fishing since I could walk. Because whatever my dad liked to do, that's what he took his kids to do. So I think that's what every <laughs> father does, right? Yep. So yeah, me and my brother and sister, we all we all went fishing at the creek all the time. Every April, whatever the opening day was that year in Pennsylvania, whatever Saturday, we'd go and fish. Ask crack it on. <laughs> worms so, and corn okay so so uh what what were you fishing for when you were a kid what what fish did you cut your teeth on oh trout for trout. sure yeah stock trout whatever we mm -hmm. and then we would collect them and put them in our my aunt's pond and we would just fish them out of that too <laughs> bluegill and trout were all up in that pond so okay yeah so, so you started out as a uh you know fishing with bait and, oh, and yeah. started this whole uh, journey of, of fishing because your dad made you guys go fishing when you were a kid. Basically. Well, yeah, but, and my, my pappy raised me too. And we always went out on the boat with bass fish and used the, the well, I don't even know what the, the actual term is, but those spinners that have the one, the propeller on the one end, it's like a big L. Oh, what is There's that, like John? A, do you a know what I'm talking bait? about? What, does it go on top of the water? No, it's a spinner. There's like a propeller here, and then there's oh, a big like a spinner bait. Head. It's just a big spinner bait. Yeah, spinner bait. <laughs> well, yeah. my dad would like make them in the basement. Like he'd use them, like make different colors and shit. I don't even know. But we would go <laughs> spin fishing, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Bad in the Poconos. Ass. Yeah. Which, for the longest time, uh, when you you never said Poconos, right? You would just tag that in your post, and I was like Pinocchio. Oh yeah. I just kept, I, I kept kept reading Pinocchio. I was like, that can't be right. Pinocchio, Pennsylvania. So we fast forward now and, you know, we, I think that's probably how most of us cut our teeth is fishing bait. What drew you to Tenkara? So I'm half Japanese. And I started researching different ways to fish in general. And I wanted to start doing 
fly fishing because I thought it looked cool. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it, I think the flies themselves are pretty. So I was like, oh, um, like why are fish attracted to like this piece of yarn or whatever? So around that time that I started researching, my brother actually died of suicide. So I started really getting deep into like who I was and whatever and reflecting at the age of 27. Yeah, because my brother was 23. And I really started deep diving into Tenkara like a few years after I graduated nursing school. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done, you've done so many cool things. You know, it, it's, it's like when, when I first met you, it was like, you know, you're posting all these awesome pictures that you and Rachel are taking and you guys yeah. are adventuring and tying all these really beautiful flies. And so what, what has been your, like, what keeps you out there? I really, I, I know my handle is Lady Tenkarabam, but it, what I truly do is Tenkara, but I don't care if people, how people fish. Just like when you had that, uh, the Farmington River, I, their Instagram, like they were donating to Raffles the soldiers. To yeah. yeah. Raffles to Rods. Like I donated like immediately because I, I want everyone to fish. I don't care if it's Tenkara. I don't care if it's fixed line. I don't care if it's Western fish, by fishing. I don't care if it's spinning fishing. To me, it's just really important that people get outside and especially I think COVID like showed everyone that like get the hell outside <laughs> like whatever yeah. and just enjoy nature because I was doing that before it was happening so <laughs> I call myself yeah. an intro introverted extrovert I am very outgoing like on the outside but I also really like to be alone on the inside when I go out to nature there's nothing like it like my preferred method of fishing is going into the woods as far as I can go and fish <laughs> yeah well, and I think that speaks volumes, though, to, uh, you know, what what we really go out, because I think one of the greatest things that you've said has always been never forget to look up. And and you've said that before, because yeah. a lot of people fixate on the the like the, uh, you know, their bobber or their fly or just the line or the fish in the river, but they never look up, they never see what's around them. And, right. you know, we're, we are out in nature when we are fishing, we're you know playing with nature essentially because we're playing with the fish and uh we're we're around other animals that like to play and eat with the fish and do that kind right. of thing so i you know that that passion for the outdoors uh obviously adding the tenkara to it or or fishing in general to it that's that's really cool um but you know you take some incredible photography also just of like landscapes and things like that that we see all the time yeah. i mean do you ever go out and just like not take the rod with you when you go out and just take pictures or? i always take the rod with me <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> i don't sometimes i don't fish like if that makes sense like right right i always have my rod with me there's a rod in my car like i always have it <laughs> i'll stop the car and just see if i see a creek i'm like oh there's fish in there let's go fishing but for the most part my my hikes are around water but there are times when I just want to relax and hang out by the water and listen to the water. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing like wa running water for sure. There's, there's something healing, honestly, just about water. It's, I don't know what it is. It's just this absolute serene peace that comes from it. Yeah. I mean, and, like we've talked before, like having PTSD and whatever. I don't personally have PTSD. My brother killing himself may have given me PSD, PTSD, but I, you know what, that's neither here nor there. But it, what really is important, and that's why I supported you in the, the oh my God, the- Farmington River, Farmy. Yeah. Farmy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Farmy. And his, and his um, fundraiser, cause it's, I, again, like I said, it doesn't matter how people get outside. They just need to get outside. You know, and that they're so depressed and so caught up, sometimes they need the, just that motivation, whether it's monetary or whatever, like just don't worry about it, go outside. Yeah. So I think that's important. And I do really appreciate you donating, by the way, that we, we actually met our goal like mm -hmm. a week early. I know, early. that's awesome. We met our goal a week early. It's badass. We didn't, 
we didn't actually think we were even going to hit that goal. You know, we set it at fifteen hundred dollars, and we we're like, really? <clears throat> yeah, we <clears throat> we set it up for a month, and we were like, you know, uh, everybody, you know, everybody might be a little strapped or whatever, and we ended up making like five hundred dollars in the first day, and we're like, holy shit, we're going to do this. Like, we, yeah. we, there's an honest to god chance that we're going to do this, and you know. Uh, people had some concerns, you know, like, oh, you guys are going to pocket the money. We're like, no, 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 we're, we're not touching it at all. It's going straight to rifles to rods, like far yeah. me and me, we we're not handling it or anything like that. And um, that's, I mean, just this year, they bought like 50, I know of at least 50 licenses for that's, veterans. See, that's, that's so amazing. That's, mm -hmm. that's, because I think it's ridiculous in Pennsylvania that you can't even fish on your own pond without a license. But it's true. Like, you know, or I don't know how other states act, but I'm sure you need a license to fish anywhere. So I think it's super important that people have access to being able to fish because that's where I find my peace. Yeah. yeah same. Same. And also my frustration some days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, day, some, days are bad at some days are bad at work and then they just get worse. You know, you go out there and you're tangled and backlash. You're like, oh, come on. That's, that's where a 10 car comes in because you only have one line to whip up in the trees well, and snap off. I, I was going to say that's probably why I like it so much because I find peace in way in the woods, like a mile deep. And then the only thing you're worrying about is your rod and the line. You're not worried about the reel. You're not worried about anything. And it's just you and the rod and the fish. It's very... You're, and then your mind just goes right to concentrating, but it, it feels so relaxed, even though you felt so overwhelmed like 10 seconds mm -hmm. ago. So, yeah, right. I like Tenkar. I'm obsessed. But, <laughs> so. I mean, so I, I got this Tenkar rod because, you know, I, I told Nick and I always told Nick uh, the first time I said it, it was a joke, but I meant it. I said, Nick, I will buy a Tenkar rod when you get a discount code. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> right? that's, that's what I told him. I said, when you get a discount code. I will buy a rod because it supports you and the company. And sure shit, as soon as he gets his discount code, he uh, he sent it to me. He's Hell like, yeah. dude, dude, I got a code. I was like, well, dude, I got to buy a rod. I'm a man of my word. Did he wave his hands like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, it is fun. It is actually fun. It's Is it my preferred method of fishing? Absolutely not. But it's super fun. And I, I feel like I get in adventure mode. When I have my, you know, my, uh, <clears throat> my bear tooth back there or saw tooth, saw tooth. Yeah. Saw tooth. Oh, no. And, um, it's like adventure mode for real. Cause you're literally just, you're just walking with a stick. Well, cause I think I sent you that Yona pack too. Yeah. Like you have the little, yeah. Cause yeah. literally all you need is that Yona pack and a, some tippet and some line and you're good to go. It, it, I mean, that's that's literally it. Like I have your flies in that Yona pack that you sent me. I have some, like all these Kabari that everyone has sent me is in that Yona pack. And then I've got yeah. some, some level line. I've got some one weight fly line, which is bastardizing the, the sport, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just tell Nick not to listen to that part. And, uh, and uh, you know, I've got the Akari and yeah. I literally just put it all in that Yona pack sling it around my neck and go about my merry way and it's fun it's it's yeah it's carefree i'm not like retying an entire leader it's like oh look i've right. got like two and a half foot of tippet and or like you're prepping to get when when you get out of your truck it's literally like putting your gear on for five seconds and then opening your rod in 30 like and you're good to go yeah like it's nothing crazy so what what is your I know you, you've been procuring several new rods. Um, what has mm -hmm. been your favorite, what has been your favorite rod right now anyway? Oh boy. So I started hanging out with the maker of Tanuki Tenkara and I was very hesitant to buy from them just because they are higher price point than some of the other American Tenkara companies. But after meeting him and actually holding the rods, his, his uh, Pocket Ninja is probably my favorite. It is 
extremely light. And when I go hiking, when I go fishing for the day, because I'll drive two hours away, I don't want to fish for an hour to I'm fishing. I'm hiking four and a half, five miles into the woods and I got to hike back <laughs> and I'm fishing for that long too. I'm fishing for four or five hours. I don't want a heavy rod. It's not necessarily the length, but it's the, the weight of it. And because your arm is constantly like this with Tinkara. So it is a really nice rod to cast and to just play with. And it's super flexible and light. It's amazing. So well, the pocket ranger. Yeah. And I, and, and that's, I wanted to ask you, uh, what was your favorite, um, the piece of gear, you know, I mean, obviously rods are, are something that's integral, but as far as your, your 10 car goes, it sounds like that rod is, is pretty much it. But, um, I don't know if you have another favorite piece of, Tenkara gear that you think that other people would really enjoy? Um, I mentioned the Unipack. I like the Unipack, but I actually have, because I hike for further distances, I use not just the Unipack, but I have my uh, Zimmer built sling that's really, really light, waterproof, and whatever. I had it custom built. I forget the guy's name, but by the owner, he custom made it for me because when I was first starting Tenkara, I still had my ultralight setup like I had a four foot four and a half foot pole with like a Cabela's reel and whatever like really soft flex so I actually he has like a little pocket on the side for me to take my rod my actual spinning rod and my, it holds all my Tenkara rods too so that's probably my favorite piece of gear I don't know if you want to call it that but sure. the Ikari spools are really nice too I don't no. know Roman does some uh, incredible work and, and his brilliance with yeah. how he's he's made all that work is really He's really impressive. innovative. He's really, <clears throat> yeah. really innovative. And to be American made, like I love shopping local. It's not local to me, but just shopping. Because <laughs> Tinkara products are like made mostly, first of all, on the West Coast, not on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he's on the East Coast, he's not, he's not going to be that far from me soon. And I just think it's really neat what he's doing. He was on here too, right? Yeah, 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 Roman came on. Yeah, we had yeah. Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he talked yeah, about he's... falling down this uh this hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got a second laugh out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Roman Roman's really come up with some really innovative innovative stuff as far as a car mm -hmm. goes. And yes, you're right. It is, you know, US, it's domestically made. So you can't go wrong with domestically made stuff, especially when, yeah. when it's a small place and the people, you can actually talk to those folks and, and engage, oh, yeah. you know, the creator, the broke, fabricator. I broke one of my spools and he immediately like sent me another one. No questions asked and they're not that cheap. So when he sent me another one, I was like, wow, that's pretty yeah. awesome. And there's a bunch of fixed line freaks that have codes and stuff. So I always use their codes yeah. <laughs> to get discounts. <laughs> So, uh, well, shoot, I guess we've talked about everything, but your flies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, you've been tying some really neat stuff. Uh, I, I make a lot of, I make a lot of jokes on, on your page because you do the same on mine. You do. <laughs> <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> and I've got to say. The banter's good. The, the newest one that I've seen recently was that, uh, I think it was Turkey and peacock and ostrich with that oh, yeah. head that was really neat like what what was brewing was that like i just came off of like a 36 hour shift and i want to see what i can turn on this hook or was it yeah. what, um <laughs> what was that inspiration because it's really cool and it's unique so i knew someone had mentioned toho beads but i didn't know who it was and I knew someone had mentioned Michael's and I didn't know who it was. It ended up being Nate Camp, part of the Fixed Line Freaks. And he kind of met, someone was tying with like glass beads and I was like, I'm going to get some glass beads. But then I ended up, because I'm a new tire, I didn't realize that some of the beads would slip off the eye of the hook if they're too big. So I was like, how am I going to make these work? Because I usually only tie with 12s and 14s mostly 14s mm -hmm. and so what i've been tying on is 14s but i ended up taking the the tail and cutting it and hooping it through with the uh the threader thing 
going the through and bobbin threader. Yeah, making sure that the <clears throat> the pheasant came back over the top of the bead to hold it on because nothing's going to hold hold it on except for that. So something I ended up doing with those glass beads uh, because I did the same thing, the exact same thing because you know I called farming. I was like, dude, uh, what size beads did you just buy? And he's like, uh, dude, I think it's like six hot. It's like six hot glass beads. Got it. Yeah. Well, those are fantastic for uh, I don't know, like size eight hooks. Well, and that's what I bought. Six up, six up. Yeah. And I was like, this this does not work. I mean, <laughs> you know, these these are my beads now. And I've got lots and so lots pretty. of glass. Lots of, I think so too. <laughs> lots and lots of glass beads, and those are the right size, but what I ended up doing is I just made a thread dam in front of that bead. It kind of looks a little wonky and takes a little bit of room out of your thorax. I, I started doing that too. Have you, have you ever thought about maybe doing your hackle reverse? Because I was thinking about this. Have you ever thought about doing your hackle reverse on, you know, a Sakasa and then slipping the bead, like whip finishing it and then slipping your bead up behind the hackle and then doing your body behind that? I actually did do it once, but it looks a little weird, and I didn't know how I liked it because I don't I don't know how it would do um, when you start with the action of the sakasa. It's supposed to like take it and bring it up like this, and I don't know if the bead would impede like the flow or it might make it look better. I don't know. I, don't I have no it. idea. Well, I'm gonna try it now. <laughs> <laughs> I did make a few, but I I don't know how it would work. I'm sure it would be fine because to me, fishing is about presentation, not necessarily match and match. Because where I go, the fish are so opportunistic. They're not, they don't see a lot of pressure. So they're eating anything that comes at them as long as you don't scare them. But I do understand, I, I know why people match the hatch, but just where I fish, it's just not really necessary. But it sounds yeah. like a challenge. Are we going to make this, John? Are we going <laughs> to make I, that happen? I, I think we do. I think we do right. make that happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so you're talking about like matching the hatch, everything else, uh, and, and, mm -hmm. and you're tying, I, I see, you know, both, you know, Sakasa and I also see nymphs and things like that. As far as yeah. what you like to tie, what, what do you really like to tie? I mean, some people say, oh, I want to tie everything, but is there a specific yeah. pattern that you like tying? I don't want to tie everything. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm pretty boring and I'm, I like natural colors. So it was really hard for me to, when John sent me that Lady Amherst feather. I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Because I love tying Sakasas. And I'm like, I, these, I don't know what you call them, but they're, the feather is just too long to tie a Sakasa on. And it's there's just, that's just not practical. So I ended up making like a little mini streamer out of it, whatever. But my favorite thing to tie is a sakasa and i use really natural neutral colors because to me bugs are black if they're mm -hmm. not black they're white <laughs> or maybe yellow maybe gray but to me they're not like flashy colors when i used to fish with worms they were always purple like i always picked purple i hated any other color so i think i've transferred that over to tankara and i usually <laughs> only fish <laughs> black bodied sakasa with a very dark hackle whether it be like dark brown or black, but that's my favorite because to me, there's nothing like it. I don't know if I'm superstitious or what. <laughs> your your go-to Sakasa is uh, pheasant. Is that correct? It's actually my friend Ren's feathers. You mean oh, the hackle? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I have been trying. If it's not pheasant that I'm tying with, re-neck pheasant, it's I'm actually tying with. My friend Ren, who lives in Maine, he's a veteran um, of the Navy. He has a homestead, and I grew up with him in Pennsylvania, and his wife is my best friend. Um, he has his own free-range Gamecocks and does some absolutely like amazing work with his chickens, and he's creating some crazy stuff. So... Where, where can we find I have a bunch of stuff at? Uh, he has an Instagram. It's Foxfire Game Farm, but I'm still sending you some. <laughs> so, 
but so you can find those in your mailbox <laughs> but he's he's not like selling them on etsy or anything but if someone contacts me or whatever i usually send them feathers so which i well, sent like 20 out like a month ago or something two months ago i don't know well everybody go by Ren's I, I like <laughs> i like Ren's feathers they're really pretty and they look really yeah. really great quality like he you can tell he takes a lot of pride in what he does. And a lot of people would just be like, oh, oh you know, it's it's a chicken feather. Yeah, but well, these are really nice chicken yeah. feathers. You know, well, it's the, like... I, I was looking at the pelts that you had up and and you can tell they're not barnyard shit birds. You know, they're actual, you know, oh, they're, they're sure. like well taken care of uh, uh, yeah. chickens. And so, that, I mean, that that's the thing that always kills me when I hear people talk about like chicken pelts. They're like, well, isn't that some kind of, you know, foghorn, langhorn, you know, perch post and rooster i'm like actually no they're very valuable <laughs> because yeah. like a coq de leon you know i mean if you can't get those here in the united states and if you find them usually they're like an illegal cockfighting thing right, or something exactly. <laughs> you know it's like it's like you go up into the backwoods you're like wow that's a pretty chicken with strapping talons on it to fight in hay bales you know yeah. uh, you don't you don't find them so <laughs> you the have seal to out well yeah yeah that's it so, yeah you're, you're like okay here we go i hope they don't rip each other up too bad you know out there with a yard rake trying to rake their feathers up but seriously uh, but um so so he's raising chickens uh what mm -hmm. other kinds of fe I, I mean you're using pheasant feather do you use other game bird feathers like quail or grouse or anything like that um I'm pretty basic. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to tying. <laughs> I'm the first basic bitch when it comes to tying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I free is for me. So if I can get anything for free, I'm like all for it. I'm not hoity toity. I don't really care. Well, you pick up roadkill. I personally never picked up roadkill, but my friends have it. They've given me. I've gotten some deer tails. I've gotten some raccoon tails. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I personally won't pick them up, but no shame, <laughs> no shame in free material as long as it hasn't That's been right. ran over by a Peterbilt eighteen times. Free is you know? for me. Free is for me. It's yeah. there. Why not? <laughs> I still. I mean, I, I, what was oh, that? go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, not to not to down like whiting and whoever else, but I to me those companies they grade their own feathers and they they made their own grading system which is fine because they have beautiful pelts too but to me i again going back to like shopping locally and whatever i know his chickens are in california but i know where Ren's feathers came from and i've like watched him harvest them and like helped him and that's again getting back to nature and that's to me what it's all about I mean, it's, it's full circle. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it starts with his chickens and ends up with trout in your hand. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's that, mm -hmm. that's really completing that, that circle of just being in nature and having fun and utilizing what's on hand. Oh yeah. I eventually want to get into like tying with out of vice, which I don't know how that would work, but <laughs> I know some of my friends do it and it's bizarre. Nate Nate does it sometimes. I don't know. I, know. You, I don't know if he just does it to brag. You know, Nate. <laughs> oh, yeah. like Nate. 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 <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Nate's a good dude. He's my favorite crayon eater I've ever met. And uh, no, <laughs> he, uh, he he does some awesome stuff. And I don't I don't yeah, know how he ties his hand. His twisted thread like flies. You've seen those. You know where he takes oh, like yeah. he takes like he showed me how he does it, and Nate, I'm blowing this out there because, uh, like I said, you're my favorite crayon eater. He takes four <laughs> bobbins and he spins these threads. Oh, I just hit my mic. That was probably really loud. He spins all these these threads together, and then ties it off, and then makes the bodies with that, and it's unreal. It is gorgeous, and it was so awesome yeah. when he had his little girl <clears throat> pick some pick some colors, and he tied some. I flies. know. Yeah, that's cool. And he, I mean, even on his Etsy shop, he like puts everything out there. I know he's having like a, I forget what he calls it, all of his rejects. He's going to soon have a sale on all of his rejects. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd go get all of them if he could. On his Etsy, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'll take two dozen of those. Yeah. He actually only lives less than an hour from me, so I cannot wait to go fishing with him. Oh, that's gonna be Connecticut. awesome. Yeah. I know. I'm excited. So you're like moving from an area where I mean, obviously you have people that you're fishing with there, but <laughs> we know a lot of people from the area that you're moving to. So uh, I mean, <laughs> well. <laughs> mutually i mean not i guess we're not down at the bar drinking with them but uh we do yeah. know quite a few folks from that area um and uh and they're not all tankara that a lot of them are conventional guys you know they fish for bass and they're just good old boys and yeah. girls and you know they they do all that kind of thing and and that's totally cool um but when you get down there do you have like a place that you're really looking forward to hitting first as far as fishing um North Carolina or Tennessee or anywhere? Anywhere. Anywhere. Um, I really can't wait to fish with Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, part of the. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I know that John's yeah. John's fished with Aaron, and mm. I am really excited for him to show me some Southern Appalachia because I'm from the Northern Tier. So that's I'm excited to fish with him in Tennessee, probably the most Southern. And I'm going to do that at the end. Oh, what, what? Sorry, John. Oh, I'm sorry. What? I'm just. I'm just. I just wanted to cut you off. You know. <laughs> please, please continue. <laughs> you, well, so, Arthur, you're gonna make fun of me for saying Appalachia. No, no. It's oh. uh, we got corrected. I'm from Tennessee, and I've always called it the Appalachians. And uh, oh. <laughs> Aaron's mama actually said it's oh. pronounced it's pronounced appalachia she didn't mean it wasn't oh. it it wasn't an ill <laughs> yeah. intent or nothing she was yeah, just yeah. letting me know like well dang all right fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love aaron's mama she's so supportive yeah that's cool his dad has a brewery or something opening up yeah soon i i got to see the building and everything and that was oh that that's was, really cool yeah it was super cool like that that's where we parked our cars at <laughs> before we went up there to, <laughs> and death marched up that mountain. Death march. <laughs> uh, don't See, let that's, all, that's how I like to fish, though. Oh well, yeah, it was it was mighty fun, but make sure you bring some water and don't let him tell you it's two miles. Heaven forbid, Aaron estimates distance correctly. I swear to God, that. Well, how long? <laughs> so we we pull up to which this place will probably take you sometime. We pull up there and you'll see you're driving up this, this gravel road and there's hollers on both ends. And you're like, man, if I fall off that, I just die. And then you, you get up here to this parking lot and it says like two miles or whatever. It's like half a mile to the trailhead or whatever. And he's like, yeah, man, it's just like two miles. We're just, we're going to hike up here. You know, he's all like hippity hoppity smoking his Marlboros, you know, having a good old time. And then, <laughs> No, dude, it was like four miles up that damn mountain to get up there to them brookies. <laughs> and, he, and he hauls ass. He's got smoke coming off his heels when he's coming up them haulers. Like, he's just pushing these laurels on the way. And he's, I'm telling you, bring some water. And <laughs> don't, don't let him tell you how far it is. <laughs> it's always double. Always double. Always. Always. <clears throat> Well, that, that should be a lot of fun to get up there and, and, and fish that area and do all that stuff. And, and oh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron's going to be a lot of fun that, that you couldn't have picked a better person to uh, have take you <laughs> up through the mountains, even though John says, you know, <laughs> I think, I think it'll be really good. I think, I think you're going to have a good time. Um, now, so. now, as far as like where you're moving to directly South Carolina, you got, you got anybody down there that you're looking forward to uh, getting together with doing some fishing with? Um, there's a guy, I'm going to mention the fixed line freaks again, but we talk a lot. So uh, Scott, he's part of, he's the vice president of the NFC down there, the native fish coalition. So he's going to take me out. I want to, I want to catch some red eye. So that's what I look forward to since it's their like primary native fish, harder to catch. I'm excited about some red eye bass fishing mm -hmm. that's gonna be super yeah. i don't know i know i don't know what i'm gonna use though i have i have my spinning reels but i kind of want to catch a bass on tinkara because nick was doing that in california and i'm like what's going on <laughs> that's yeah. crazy i can i can send you some streamers if you would like sure yes yes i will i will send you some bass yes. streamers 
Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that, that will get that will get them. What, what what are you are you gonna send me a sex dungeon? Is that what you're gonna send me? No, th those are probably too big for what you want to do. And bass, honestly, uh -huh. they yeah, they'll eat well, five no, inch no, flies. No, no, I don't want them. Well, every every lady <laughs> needs a black sex dungeon. Okay, so yep. I'll send you one black sex dungeon. Okay. And, are they gonna um, have the purple eyes? Um yeah probably purple purple red purple red eyes black sex dungeon yeah well how do i fish them though i don't even know how to fish them well yeah yeah you pull your rod back you let your line extend you come forward you duck down so they don't hit you in the back <laughs> of the head yeah <laughs> no but seriously you'll you'll just get it out there and um i'll try to tie them kind of lighter so they don't i mean honestly because uh some streamers are really heavy um, uh, I'll, I'll probably tell you a lot of like size 10 streamers with cone heads and stuff, but, um, you'll just get them out there. And if it's moving water and, you know, not still water, um, just kind of get it out there a little upstream, kind of follow yeah. like you normally would on your drift and then just twitch it to you. All right. And yeah, uh, cause I've seen videos of your streamers, like in the water. I like it. Well, they, yeah, they'll kind of, they'll do this as they go through <clears throat> just with that articulation and the tail kind of flips yeah, around because because they're segmented right like the way you articulated yeah yeah some yep. of them are yeah <clears throat> oh is that what it's called articulated yeah, yeah articulated okay. yeah, that's a fancy word for <laughs> like, it you know the segments in, no, I mean, in, it's the same in offshore we in offshore fishing and all that we call them a stinger hook so we just we have the oh main hook and the lure, and then we run a, another leader with another hook. That way, if they short oh, bite, they still gag the hook, and then, you, you know, you got the fish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Takes care of them nipping at your bait, you know, when you bury them with a four-aught yeah. hook, you know, so. And they're <laughs> constantly doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some little crawdads. Oh, that would be perfect, actually. I'll, yeah, I'll send All you right. some little crawdads. They'll catch bass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know what a crawdad is, but I don't know your crawdad. Well, it's, well, it's, it, it's just little it's a pheasant bug with feathers. claws. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah little pheasant okay. feathers that stick out this direction off the back section yeah. or back articulation off the hook. And then articulation. The Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Now that I know what that word is, <laughs> you'll probably be one of the only people with a fixed line thrown articulated streamer, unless I'm living under a rock. Probably. I but that's okay because think... you, you catch bass with them. Does Aaron throw them? Yeah, Aaron throws uh, rusty I trombones. I think he does. He, yeah, oh, he throws okay. rusty trombones, cone, uh, cone heads, and olive and brown with gold flash. You're welcome, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, no, that's it, yeah, that's he he throws those. I I don't on like some really big rod. And that, that's why I'm, I'll, I'll send you small ones. I'll send you some of my micro stuff so you can throw them on whatever you want. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited. Because you I've sent you some of my little flies. You're catching bluegill. Oh, I was, I was smoking them, dude. <clears throat> yeah. That little, that little yellow one you tie. Oh, unreal. Yeah. <laughs> unreal. I'm, it's the, I was having the most fun ever. And I wonder why yellow. I don't know. See, I don't use yellow. I don't. Bluegill are insane. They'll, they'll, they'll eat literally anything, but there's something Jesus. yellow, yellow, red, uh, and uh, around here, for whatever reason, green. Like, like not olive, green. but like around here, it's like a lime green. Like the, lime I, green. I, I call it like uh, Mopar, like lime or whatever. That color, yeah. they just they'll fly clear across the damn lake. I'll just see it's a little black shadow and bang, you know, and then it's just, what the hell is that? And it's You're this like, little oh. bluegill and its eyes are all bugged out. Like it's been doing rails of cocaine or something. You know? <laughs> like, whoa, dude. It comes in from like 50 feet away. It's uh, hypersonic, just wham and he'll, I, I don't know what it is. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I call it a, on one of your other flies too. I call it a, a, a shad like I'm, you I'm, did? yeah i caught a shad i was it was on your white one and oh. I, I went out there and i'm like I, I hop over this little ditch onto this stump you know spider-man no big deal and i'm out there and <laughs> I, I, th I throw this out there and i get a really good cast 
and I'm bringing it back and right on the edge of these weeds, the shad just smokes it. And on my way back, I jumped and I missed the bank and my foot went into like a foot of mud and I had to dig my shoe out of the mud. <laughs> but your, your, your flies kick ass and I love them. And thank, thank you. you so much for sending them to me. Yeah, of course. Of course. You're about to get some red feathers, so don't well, cry. It's okay. Uh, I might. I might cry. <laughs> That'll probably catch more fish. <laughs> you use your tears to salt the, the bait. Right. Yeah, it's 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 old natural though, so they can't you they can't find me on the yeah. river. Yeah. <laughs> out there out there with a bottle of water soluble scent, you know, <laughs> just to get them. <laughs> What's that guide secret? Yeah, guide secret. What's that? Oh, it's just the odor, man. Don't worry about it. Bug spray. <laughs> yeah, you look at it. Garlic crawfish scent. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so you were on the cover of oh. the oh yeah she's cover girl come on yeah <laughs> don't don't call it cover girl <laughs> it's too late it's been said it's so, been said and it's recorded so we're done but you're on the cover perfect. of tinkara angler of their last their last issue that was awesome yeah. and you've written Thanks. several articles yeah. here recently and you're an ambassador now for timber and fins is that correct yeah now they are not american but they are locally made in canada <laughs> <laughs> now i i like i believe i saw canadian trout bum with one of their leather mats yep and i was like oh i really like that because i i'm a travel nurse and i I'm going to say I get around, but I get around. And I travel with my vice to go see my girlfriend, long distance relationship, whatever. And I needed something that I could make my own little space. So he actually customized a mat for me and put my logo on it. And I feel special. But and then he was like, we're looking for ambassadors. And I, the, the first thing that comes into my head when people do that, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, whatever. You know, you're always getting like messages and you're, Instagram DMs or whatever but when I read what their company was about and they use different products in their um in their cases and <clears throat> what they do you know they're family owned and operated I really appreciate that uh, Quebec Quebec whatever however you want to say it it's not that far from Vermont and I actually plan on going up to northern Vermont and fishing and he's like I'll come down and fish with you and the owner's like into Tenkara and I don't personally see a lot of that where businesses are open to Tankara and my type of fishing so I was like wow this guy's kind of cool so we got to talking and he's gonna actually sponsor some of the giveaways there's a camp out a Tankara camp out that I'm going to be tying at too um in northern New Hampshire um in the White Mountains he's gonna donate some of his like fly patches to and stuff so that's pretty cool. Like he's he's into it, so I was like, ah, let's let's do it. I'll be your ambassador, whatever. So, yeah, ten percent off if you use my code that's in my bio. What, and and what is that code? Uh, it's F and, which is the little and symbol, F and T L T V. Lady Tinkarabom. So, yeah, F that's my code. And in ltb Carbon. okay i got you i got you <clears throat> yeah well yeah. we'll have to make sure to get it in the show notes uh that way that way folks uh that are listening you guys can go there and and get that use that discount code and yeah. I mean, and they truly are gorgeous products too like tom thomas watts that's that's a canadian trout bum um i talk shit to him like every day <laughs> yeah he's pretty fun <laughs> he, he's he's funny and but they are seriously pretty products and um mm. I, I saw that yeah. you had one and i was like man i might be this getting is buffalo so i wonder i asked him why he used buffalo and it's just thicker it really is substantial and i can see my flies on it i can see my hooks when they fall so i don't have to go <laughs> searching for them <laughs> mm -hmm. but i because i'm tying on like a darker table but i like this color I, I just like the owner too. He's really approachable and he's present and he's a cool guy. So 
Well, I look forward fantastic. to working with him. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm really stoked for you, and I'm, I'm glad you took yeah. that on. Like, it's, I, I think it's hard for a lot of people, you know, because there's, on. I mean, the more traction you get, if you will, if we'll say, you know, air quotes, traction on social media, people start really reaching out. And it's, it's, it's strange. And it's like, do I really want to do this? Am I really? But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, do I, am, does this make me an influencer? It's like, <laughs> I, I, I just thought I was someone that fished, you know, I like, I like posting shitty memes and pictures of fish <laughs> and time flies. But um, I'm really glad you took that on. I, I think Thanks. they're, I think they're a really good company and I think you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of that. Yeah. Well, my girl, my girlfriend initially, she, her page, she has like, a, she's a photographer and she does this wonderful like nature and landscape photography and she has a lot of traction too. And then when I, like right before I met her, I was like, I'm going to change my name and like start Tinkara stuff and whatever. And <clears throat> she was like, well, what's, what's your goal? Like, what are you, what are you doing? I was like, honestly, I have no clue. Cause I, up until now, I've just been a nurse, you know, whatever. And that is my career. Not that this is my career, Lady Tinkara Bum, but I think I see myself as not, I don't want to ever call myself an influencer, but as a female angler and like promoter of fixed line fishing and just fishing in general. Um, that's kind of where I see myself heading because you know, I really, I think it's therapy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're an influencer by any means, but I would say that you are influential. And yep. I know that's kind of like a double sure. entendre a little bit, but you know, you're a woman out there <clears throat> in the fly fishing world, whether that be Western or fixed line, however you want to look at it, it's fly fishing. And you've got a really positive outlook. You've got amazing content. You're promoting all the right things about the sport. Yeah. Which is, I, I, I appreciate that way more than, you know, I, you know, there's, there's, it's hard I think for women on social media to, uh, on, I've been told. Yeah. That. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's difficult because I mean, if you're not, uh, if you're not skin over skill or yeah. if you're skill well, over skin, you know what I mean? So I've had, uh, what's his name? Bob, Bob Emery. I don't know if you know him. He's an ultralight pitcher. He's always catching like, uh, redfin pickerel he's in virginia but he when we started talking he's like you are the first girl who's like not showing her skin to catch fish that he's seen or whatever and i, I don't think i'm ugly but but here's the thing right like okay you're you're in the medical field obviously uh, yeah. your, your understanding of the, the human body is greater than the, the other two of us, you know, combined, uh, sure. uh just via the, the anatomy and stuff like that. So probably, probably in that, in that whole effect of everything, it's a, it, it's a totally different issue. What, what I take issue with, with, with that type of display, number one, um, and, and there's some guys who are like, Oh, well, don't be like this, but I, I have daughters. Okay. I have daughters Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and here's my thought on it. And, and to each woman do your own thing, but if you have to show your body off over your skill and angling, maybe there's something going on. And, and <laughs> I don't, I, I want, I would rather see women fully clad in their waders with their rod holding up a, a, a giant rainbow or a steelhead or a salmon or out there in their range sure. offshore with like 130 pound halibut you know, soaking wet, <laughs> covered in slime and blood, beating the hell out of the thing with a gaff in its back, you know, whatever. I would rather see women actually like going out there and kicking ass on fish right. than some girl with a, you know, a six and a half foot bass rod and a bikini out in the Florida Keys. That to me, that, that does right. nothing. It's like, it's like, Hey, look at this. Like you want to go fish in your bikini. That's fine. But don't use that as like your your main modality to get attention. I mean, that just looks sure. desperate. <laughs> it looks desperate to me. And and the other thing is, is you're telling other young women uh, and, and other women in general that they have to uh, sexually exploit themselves in order to have uh, a, a, ma a male attention yeah, or male like some attention. kind of influence like, or whatever. Yeah, like go out typewise, throw big baits, you know, catch fish, but don't ever, you know, have this notion of having to sexualize yourself. 
And for that reason, all those people that are all like, oh, hey, here's a follow. You know, they want that follow for follow. Like I'm begging for attention. It's like the cat clawing at the back door screen. You know, it's like, <laughs> let me in, you know? Right. And, and I would rather see people like yourself. Um, I'll, I'll name like Sierra Holtz. We had her on, uh, you know, the real Fisher woman. She's not a fly uh, person, but she, she does conventional tackle. Uh, oh, or yeah. like, like Nikki Wickens or, um, you know, uh, uh, lady shed hunter, Catherine Williamson, we had her on as well. Yeah, I, I would, I would rather have those female anglers in, in the angling community like yourself. And, and we have others that will be coming on than the ones that are, that are trying to like sexually exploit themselves for attention. It's just, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's disgusting. I agree. It, 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 it so sucks. when you called me a cover girl, it was disgusting. Okay? Oh, was it? Did, was it? <laughs> a fan, was, what, was, so, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Cause, Cause now we get to go into this whole PC thing. What was it offensive? Did it make you uncomfortable? To be on the cover yeah <laughs> well my girlfriend took the picture and i <laughs> and i had to get permission for her from her to post the picture but what because it's her because it was no because it's her like photography like oh whatever. sure sure yeah but um, but I was still like, can, I, can i send this to jason no it didn't make me uncomfortable of course okay. not i'm fishing <laughs> in this beautiful like ravine in upstate new york yeah no, you Amazing. weren't. You were. You weren't posing for the picture. She just captured the moment of your intense focus. I, I never know when she's taking my picture. That's usually <laughs> how always, it is. She's always like in the bushes or something, like creeping. But she gets some pretty, pretty epic photos <laughs> and videos and stuff. <laughs> you just see a camera lens come through. You know, yeah, it's like the sightings of Sasquatch, except you see like a sixty millimeter objective come through. The, and you're like, what is that? And it's like, <laughs> you know, oh. pop, you know. <laughs> snaps a picture you know at least it's none of that real creeper stuff you know like white van uh just <laughs> i don't want to go down the white van <laughs> route tonight it's sunday we better not not tonight yes God's that, day. That, that was a yesterday deal <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so this will this will air after that episode but yeah that that was definitely that it it's going to be rude offensive it's basically the equivalent i think i think we said it was the equivalent of a howard stern except on steroids so yeah well it, we're, we're not as like subtle as howard stern though we just come out and flat out say it maybe maybe it's like uh opie and anthony i don't know so, somewhere in there but anyways those are all those famous podcasts yeah uh, whatever you know oh yeah uh, us with all of our wonderful fans yeah i, I think uh all uh 43 of them is the estimate right now so <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless um no, it, it's just refreshing to see somebody like yourself where uh, we have uh, some, uh, you know, uh, female angler that is out fishing, tying flies, you know, uh, being an ambassador for the environment, things like that. It, that's, that's what matters uh, for, for people like myself, you know, and it should matter for uh, males and females, both everybody from every background that, that we enjoy uh, this, this uh, recreation with. Um, that, that, you know, let's just enjoy the fishing. We don't have to explore yeah, and, no, and, and, and put up barriers too. You know, I, that's always a question I always ask of every female angler is like, what barriers have you come up against getting to where, you know, you're at now? I mean, some people are like, well, I didn't really face any barriers or anything else, but then some people are like, well, you go, it, it's like you, you hear like, uh, you know, that, like those investigative reports on tv where where they send in a man into an auto shop right and and this happens it's disgusting but they send the man that oh yeah it's a p pcv valve and they send a woman in and they say oh well you know it's got a blown head gasket you know everything, everything yeah, every, you can imagine yeah everything's wrong with it and then they go and why'd you do that and they're and they walk off and they you know like throw their coffee across the shop and all that have yeah. you faced anything like that? Uh, I mean, I know we have a great Instagram community, but uh, just in general, anything like that in your experience? Yeah, not so much on Instagram. I've like I've walked into I don't know if it was because I was a female or if I was a Tinkara fisher, but I walked into fly shops before, and they've they've seen me like over in the fly tying section and they'll ask me if I need help, and I'm like, no, like I don't know what I'm looking for. I just want to support a local business. I probably don't need any more fly time shit. But like, <laughs> I just wanted to see what it was all about. I actually think this was in Tennessee because there was a bar in it. 
And I was like, really, this is cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what's going on in here? But yeah, I went in and he he was talking. I really liked his vice. I forget what it was. And he's like, oh, do you tie? And I'm like, thinking to myself, well, yeah, like that's why I was over in the fly tying section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't lost, like, <laughs> like trying to find my way to a rod or something. But and I told him what I what I fished with and like how I fish and if he knew any spots or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah. Let me, uh, he told me a few spots and he's like, this is probably really complicated for you, isn't it? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, and, but then he said something about the Tenkara flies, like they're smaller and whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't yeah. end up buying anything from him, but I don't really know what that means. Cause to me, like, I've never like Western fly fished with a reel anyway. So I don't, I don't talk about them in a bad way. I don't understand why people are talking about Tenkara that way, but I, I, don't know I if it have... was because I was. I mean, I really have no idea what the the big deal is against Tenkara anglers. I really I, don't. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't really it's... care. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> like rare gear. Oh yeah, that? I've heard of those. Heard those about get... that. Eat, eat. I'll leave that be because we've been really. I think we've done really well in this podcast, not talking shit about nobody. And. <laughs> Those, okay. <laughs> anyway, those dudes. Yeah. Those dudes. Yeah. I thought it was rear gear because you know how you when you see a word, you never know how it's pronounced. But yep. if it's rear gear, it's rear gear. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, so. but in terms in terms of um, me being on the cover though of Tinkar Angler, just to touch back on that, I guess that was really what kind of set me up for like doing all of this. Because I wasn't really too big on Facebook, and I realized that that's where some more Tenkar anglers were. So I ended up like reactivating my account or whatever, and going in there, and I ended up being the fly master, the swap master. Whatever. Yeah, you did the Tenkara swap. That For, was um, yeah, and I ended up being over thirty-five tires. So I had. And some people tied multiple dozens. So I had over 40 dozen flies from wow. 30 different people in my aunt's home, which is where I'm staying. And it was quite the work to not lose people's shit or lose my shit. So. Yeah, have yeah, shit going everywhere. <laughs> it was a lot. But yeah, it kind of has pushed me into doing different things. Like I said, I've been asked to tie at one of the campouts for Tinkara and I plan on attending the camp out in Wisconsin and the Driftless in North Carolina and in New Hampshire. So very cool. So, so that's that's basically on the few the the near future plans here. So you're gonna be uh, yeah. spending a lot of time out there in the community, actually outside tying, fishing, exploring some new places. I want to explore new places. Like that's really, really important to me. I I love Pennsylvania, it's my favorite state in the whole world because that's where i'm from and mm-hmm. that's where i fished my whole life but i really want to explore different terrain and like i want to get out to california and fish out there montana idaho like i really want to start fishing some different places that i'm used to like big rivers <laughs> yeah yeah well you come out west here and we have huge rivers so um, i know well the yeah. only river that i grew up around was the delaware and you just don't wade into the Delaware. No, no, no. I mean, the Delaware is comparable to like the Columbia or the Willamette. It's, I mean, not, not as far as like water discharge and, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big river. It's not wadeable. Oh yeah. You didn't, no. you didn't have the, the blue ribbon Western rivers. You didn't have the Henry Sports or the Yellowstone or uh, the Deschutes or the Rogue or the Umpqua or, you know, you didn't have those or, you know, the whole on and on and on and on. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Like all these things are like, oh, that's two and a half hours away. I think I'll wake up this morning, have some coffee, and I'm gonna drive to the Deschutes, the or <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go to the Tolius, <laughs> or I'm gonna go to the Crooked, or I'm gonna go down to the coast and I'm gonna hit five rivers. And... Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's 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 the difference between the West and the East. And everybody's like, oh, just to be, you know, I mean, go to Bozeman. Uh, you, right. you, ha- you have oh, the Missouri yeah. breaks, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got the Gallatin, the, the Jefferson, you know, you have all those different rivers there, Yellowstone, of course. And there's Madison. nothing like that out here. It's all, and, yeah. and the, the mountains are obviously different. You know, yours are all rocks out there. Ours are rolling hills. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, like, 
Well, the Rocky Mountain, the Rocky Mountains are rocks. Ours are volcanoes that could blow up at any. I mean, we get a little, we get a little bit of warning, but I'll, I'll just say that I, on a clear day from my house, I can see Mount St. Helens. That's how close I live to that. Really? Yep. Oh wow. Yeah, so I, I can see Mount St. Helens, Mount Rainier, of course, Mount Hood, uh, Mount Adams yeah. on a really clear day, and if I get up high enough at the right angle, Mount Jefferson. So let's see, yeah, that's, that's awesome. one, two three well there's at least three like active mountains, yeah right? well they're, they're, they're th yeah they're three <laughs> active stratovolcanoes so they like to blow out the side so you just hope they don't like blow out your side i mean it's only like a 20 mile blast radius but you just don't want to be around it oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah another plastic cloud yeah yeah the pyroclastic cloud and all the other shit that comes along with it <laughs> yeah so so you guys get hurricanes and nor'easters and shit like that and tornadoes yeah. and all that. We just have mountains that blow up and the ground liquefies when we have an earthquake. Just, you know. And fires. You guys have a lot more fires than we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a few fires too. Yeah, those those are kind of spooky. I will yeah. say that. Those those scare me more than a volcano or earthquake. I, I think I was working, when was this? Must have been last year. The winds were blowing in the right direction. We got like smoke from the West Coast out. To I, I can believe that. Yeah, like a, it, like a smog mm -hmm. well uh, well if you if, if you're here and it, we do get a fire and we get an east wind that kicks up number one the wind is not your friend in, during a fire because it just makes it that much right. worse but uh it will literally turn into like this brown haze of like death and yeah. it just rolls through the mountains you can watch it it's it's like hell coming at you and and oh, the perfect. heat from those, those <laughs> fires are so hot uh well my uh one of my dad's friends he works for the department of transportation here and he went up uh, in, in, uh, up one of the river canyons to go survey damage on bridges. And they found a motorhome. And, and keep in mind, you know, steel melts at 2,300 degrees. They found a motorhome and the engine block was uh, basically oh, smeared God. across God. the, uh, yeah, oh, it, it was, yeah, it was smeared across the uh, uh, gravel. The whole motorhome, I mean, the aluminum was gone, it vaporized. But when uh, do you find time to fish in between the volcanoes and the fires? Well, the volcanoes only <laughs> pop every once in a while, so we're good with that. The know. fires. Like, are, is your heart racing every time you go out? No, no. <laughs> I I figure I, you, you, go go look up Harry Truman, not the president, the guy that ran Spirit Lake Lodge. If I go, I, I would rather go and get buried in like 400 feet of a pyroclastic flow. That's screw it. I'll that's just, how you want to go All yeah right. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I, if i'm up in, if i'm up in the mountains fishing that thing pops i'm just gonna <laughs> just like that <laughs> just take it yeah because you ain't gonna feel nothing because you're gonna vaporize it like right, that exactly so, yeah. that's horrible yeah look up the spirit lake lodge and harry truman i mean he he said i'm not leaving this mountain and and literally i think in about 30 seconds when the side when the side discharge leave that mountain yeah yeah he he's buried like 300 feet deep so oh that's got, horrible if if he's even still there like i said just the pyroclastic flow and the heat from the cloud and everything yeah yeah john this is my aunt's kitty oh yeah i kept seeing the kitty <laughs> see everybody's got their cat i can't bring my cat out here because the dogs will Why? kill it so but well, I, I have two bird dogs. And so if they see like the white cat go running by, they're like, pray. You know? like, yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, 40 mile an hour death machine with teeth coming at it. And so the cat, yeah. So you guys have like all these snuggly, cuddly cats. And uh, yeah. my, my dogs are probably out in the backyard digging or hunting or something like that. I don't know. So, yeah. Or they're, or they're like stomping around doing, in the living room. Doing manly things. Oh, uh, one's a female, one's a male, you know, oh, doing so, dog things. Yeah. Dog things. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're probably doing that. So yeah. <laughs> well, it, we've been talking for about an hour and 15 minutes. And oh my God. Already? Already. Yeah. Wow. Time yeah. flies when you're having fun. Time flies, man. <laughs> we, uh, as much as I'd like to keep talking, I got to get to work early in the morning. So uh, if everyone's cool with it, I say we uh, ride off here. Yeah, sounds good. So well, uh, just before we ride off, uh, Amanda, where can people find you uh, and uh, get in touch with you? I'm pretty active on my Instagram for the most part, uh, at Lady Tinkarabum. But I'm also on Facebook under the Tinkara pages that I'm a part of are public. So the Tinkara Appalachia page. And I think Tinkara Anglers as well. 
that's where you can find me. Awesome. She's got the discount code with Timber and Fins. Don't forget that. Yep. And as always, T and really, F F L T and F F L T B L T B. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. <laughs> as always, everyone, thanks for listening. And Amanda, thank you really so much for coming on and and bullshitting around with anything us for and... you, John. Anything for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, it was nice meeting you officially. Absolutely. Nice meeting you too, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. As always, everyone, thanks for listening. And I'm John Morris, and this is Brian Keachley. And our guest tonight was Amanda Hoffner, Lady Tin Car Bum. This episode was brought to you by Trout Landed Nets, American made in South Carolina. Good at landing more than just trout. Uh, give him a holler and use the code WCF or working class. Either one will work and you'll get 10% off your custom net order. Uh, you can find us on working class fishing on Instagram, working class fishing on YouTube and Facebook. And I believe even TikTok now. Um, if you have any inquiries or you'd like to just come on and talk with us, uh, feel free to message us on any of the social media platforms or email us at working class fish at gmail.com and uh that's all i got brian you got anything no that's it thank you so much for listening and again manda thank you so much for coming on you got it all right until next time everybody eat your vegetables and see ya <laughs>